On today's show, I answer your Disney World questions. This is WRWDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 133. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WRWDW.com, the Disney World Planning website. With me is my lovely husband, Kurt. Tech nasty. No one calls you that? <laughs> wow. A round of applause. Thank you. I appreciate it. Tech nasty. So how you been? It's been a minute. You know, like seeing this woman. She's okay. I'm sorry, what? I've seen somebody. You're seeing somebody? Yeah. This is news to me. Who are you seeing? She's my wife. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that bit didn't go anywhere. Okay. I didn't really think it through. Mm-hmm. It's a common problem with you. <laughs> what? My bit's not working or not thinking things through? Both. So, you know, I asked recently in my Facebook group about the podcast because it's been a long time since I've done a trip report. And, you know, a big part of that was nobody was going on trips. So that just, you know, kind of did itself in. Um, but recently, I've gotten a ton of requests for trip reports. And if you've submitted a request and I haven't gotten back to you, don't take it personally. Uh, it's ex- ex- extremely time consuming to record trip reports, like over two hours of recording. And you have to at least double that when you're editing the trip report. So I wanted to make sure that this was worthwhile for listeners. So I asked in my Facebook group, overwhelmingly people do want trip reports. A lot of comments about uh, Tech Nasty. Ew. You're what a, did they have to say? Uh, you know, mo- mostly positive. <laughs> You're a popular addition. Tech Nasty will not be going anywhere. I do want to start adding trip reports back. So here's what I'm going to do for trip reports. Um, I do have a couple coming up that are scheduled. I know you guys really love trip reports, but I also want them to be useful. So if you're going to apply for a trip report, um, I just, when you send me, I have like a, a voice memo service that I use where you can leave me a voicemail message. And I do that for a few reasons. Um, one is to make sure you're comfortable, you know, just chatting with me. Some people tend to freeze up and I've had that happen and it's Ooh. yeah, it's um it's not great for anybody when that happens. Uh so it's just, you know, to make sure that you are, you know, ready to record and talk about your trip. Uh, so test one is can you string a sentence together? Yes. And you know, it's hard as your failed bit has, you know, proven to us. It it can be difficult. Can it <laughs> sometimes? But also, I want to make sure that these trip reports are something interesting and useful. So, you know, I want to hear why your trip is unique, why it's something that listeners would want to hear about. For three hours? Yeah. I mean, these things can get long. I don't ever go three hours. I really, I, my goal is 90 minutes for a trip report, 90 minutes. Um, And sometimes I can shave them closer to an hour. Sometimes they're two. So, uh, yeah, so I want to hear what makes your trip different, interesting. Why would it be something that, you know, listeners would would want to tune in for two hours? So I'm going to leave that there. I will um, continue to do trip reports, though. What's the the timing here? Do I submit the trip report before I go on the trip, after I've been on the trip? Mm, Great question. Before you go on the trip. 
because I want to hear. Um, I don't need like a so full the application. Yes, I don't need like a full outline, but I need to have an idea of what your plans are. And I want to make sure that we can schedule time to chat for right after you get back, because that's when everything's still fresh on your mind. And I like to get so just how long? a basic outline. Well, if you know, before you leave, <laughs> send me, you know, a, a voice memo. But and how long after I get back? In the until like, the window's closed. Uh, within that week, preferably within a couple of days, because it's amazing how quickly people forget things, and that's why I ask for just a basic outline of your trip. I don't need de- like specific details, but like what park reservations do you have? Did you make restaurant reservations? Just stuff like that, um, because people forget. You how know, often when people schedule a trip report recording with you, do they actually follow through? Um, a good number do. Some end up dropping out, which I get. It can be, you know, a little intimidating, overwhelming, knowing, you know, my tens of listeners might be hearing you. <laughs> this is going to get literally tens of views. <laughs> um, no, I'll have you know this podcast does very well, actually. Thank you very much. Uh, but uh, so yeah, maybe 50-50 people drop out. So what do you have, two or three million downloads now? We're doing, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. Um, yeah, so link in the show notes if you have a trip coming up. Just I want to hear what makes your trip different and unique. And then if uh, it's something that I think would be interesting or fun to talk about, then I will reach out and see if we can make a time work when you get back from your trip. So head to the show notes. Where do they go to submit their in, application? In the show notes, there's a link and it will bring you to a website where you can leave me a voice memo. If you're listening on your phone, tap or swipe up on the show art. Wow. Yeah. You're a real pro. That'll produce the show notes. You're a real pro. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right. Moving on. So what's new at Disney World? So something exciting for our five-year-old. Uh, you will be able to hug characters again soon. Gross. Do other people get to hug the characters or just me? <laughs> Everybody, not just you. Oh, hell no. Only you want to hug the characters? You want to line up a bunch of crying children while you get to hug Mickey and they have to stand 10 feet away. Oh, that sounds fun. No, no. Mm -mm. I think they should be single use characters. The character shows up, they get the hug, and then they're promptly incinerated. Wow. Yeah. Well, I don't want to spread disease. It's really morbid. (laughs) Okay, that's just an idea. There's no bad ideas. I'm just going to argue ideas, that there are bad ideas and that ideas, was one of them. And I'm going to leave it up to the Walt Disney Corporation to work out the specifics. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just an idea man. All right. Uh, I'm just asking the question. Oh, okay. Thank you. That's really important. It's important work that you do around here. You're such a great addition. So to character our team. meets are coming back. Yeah, I mean, char- just like, character meets have been back, but they have been distanced meets. So you're essentially... Hundreds of people will hug the same character you're hugging. Yeah. Like, within the span of an hour. Mm-hmm. Ugh! Ugh! Okay, you don't have to hug. You're very awkward when we meet characters, and it's one of my favorite things ever. <laughs> because I know your awkward face, and I see it, and I see it in our photos, and I get such a kick out of it. Such a joy in seeing your awkward face when we meet characters. I love it. I can't suspend disbelief (laughs) when interacting with the characters, and that creates an issue for me. I see. Well, our five-year-old loves the characters, and we have had to have many talks with her about you can wave to the character, you can't hug them. 
But so that should be starting up, I believe, mid-April. You should be able to hug characters again. So if you have a summer trip. Bring your hand sanitizer. Yeah, you will be able to hug characters. Yeah, the hand sanitizer around the parks, uh, those things are almost always empty. So yes, bring your own hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, in my experience. Universal, just like it was like one in 20 would work. Yeah, or if you get off a ride and there's a hand sanitizer station, wait and hit the next one. The one that's like right off the ride will be empty. The next one will probably still have hand sanitizer available. And if the person in front of you uses it, and then it doesn't work. Resist the urge to try it yourself. <laughs> Maybe that person isn't terribly bright. You know, I'll just wait for the next one. Okay. All right. I'll accept that they know how to use a hand sanitizer. Okay. Dispenser. Um, oh, speaking of characters on Genie Plus, you know, my favorite thing ever, Genie Plus, uh, they added character meets. So princesses, Mickey. They also added VIP seating for... I say seating, it's not like there are seats, but for the Festival of Fantasy Parade. So I have mixed feelings about this. I think it's good that they are playing with Genie Plus and adding more stuff to it because currently things sell out very quickly, very, very quickly. Um, so this should, you know, in theory, add add more slots. So if as people are grabbing stuff, everything won't just completely disappear by 10 a.m. So that is good. But ultimately... You know, the system, I think, needs more work still. We're not there yet. Uh, yeah, the consensus on Genie Plus seems to be negative. It is mostly negative. And I just the other day in my Instagram stories, uh, because so Disney changed the verbiage on the website where they essentially were like, listen, if you buy Genie Plus, you know, you only expect to get two or three rides. Yeah, yeah. For a service you have to pay for. You have to pay for that used to be free and you were guaranteed three with the free version a couple of years ago. <sighs> so seeing that and seeing how like how low Disney themselves were setting the bar was very concerning for me. And it's tough. It's really tough because, you know, on the one hand, if you go during a busy time and you use Genie Plus – you're like, all right, I know it might not be exactly what I want when I want, but I'm going to be able to skip some of the lines. If you don't use it, the lines are so boggled because of Genie Plus standing and standby is going to be longer than it would have if Genie Plus wasn't a thing. It's really tough. And Genie Plus is one of these things where... My Hold on, did you say boggled? I did. What? What is your boggle? The three seashells. Oh, the three seashells. Mm -hmm. um, I just totally lost my train of thought. Because we're making Demolition Man references? We are, yeah. Uh, anyway, so Genie Plus is one of these things. So if you, I feel like it's a no-win situation current in its current form. And so I'm hoping that they're going to continue to rework it. Because currently, if you're in the know and you've studied, and if you're somebody listening to this podcast, you're probably in the know and you, you know, are learning about and studying how to use Genie Plus – your best case scenario is you get like five or six rides and spend a good portion of the time looking at your phone, refreshing your phone, messing with your phone. The worst case scenario is you didn't do any research. You assume this is a paid upgrade. This should be easy to use. And you don't get the money's worth because you didn't research. You weren't up at 7 a.m. booking your first ride. You weren't you know, booking your next ride the moment you scanned in. You weren't doing all these things because you didn't do the research and then you're not but getting your money's that's worth. that's what these ride systems depend on. They depend on someone has to not know how it works 
for the people who do know how it works to take advantage I understand of it. that, and I would... And the old system was no different. Okay. It's like I didn't have to get up at seven. It was different in that it was free. That's, six months I would have no issue with that if it was a free service. The issue that I have is I feel like it's taking advantage of people and taking their money... And being like, well, you didn't do the research, your own fault. It's like, What's no, they paid per per $15 per person per day. Ugh, barf. We're five people. So if, you know, we didn't know any better, didn't do our research, bought Genie Plus, and a lot of people are just, when they buy their tickets, oh, I can add Genie Plus, so I'll just add the upgrade, and they add it to every single day. So if you've got five days of tickets and five people... It, it's expensive. And then if you don't, so you've already paid for it. And then if you don't know how to use yeah, it. Yeah, if you don't know how to use it. doing 2.5 rides. Yeah. Essentially, that's what that language is. Is, hey, let's just set the expectation now. You're probably only going to do 2.5 rides per day. Yeah. And that's, that's not a lot. I don't like that the bar is set so very low. It's It's concerning. Really, my goal is to navigate the parks and help everyone navigate the parks without having to pay for it. Uh, next housekeeping question item. Mm-hmm. When are you going back to Disney World? Well, I'm for sure going back. We're booked in early June for the family. And Excellent! That's going to be a split stay, Disney and Universal. Dumbledore! Your favorite. I do. Well, that's, that's my current favorite sound drop. I see. And I love Dumbledore. Mm. But the Michael Gambon Dumbledore. Oh, I think you're yeah. in the minority as far as Harry Potter fans go with right, that. Well, they're wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, solve that oh, problem. Oh, okay. Wow. Anyway, moving on. Dumbledore! Give that two Dumbledores. <laughs> I'm trying to work out a, a trip with just me before we go as a family. So Hold on. Bonus trip? Bonus <laughs> solo trip? Yes. You're leaving Tech Nasty at home? Yes. God, yes. <laughs> What the heck? Yeah. Now, I'm excited about our family trip, though, because we're doing the split stay and we're staying at Pop Century at Disney World. And then we're staying at Cabana Bay Universal. We're not going to the Star Wars Hotel. Oh, What's that, like 60 grand an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what we worked it out to. With five of us. No, we will not be doing that. It, uh, you know, it seems, Total trip budget, $400,000. It seems cool. It also seems Plus tax. exhausting. And I'm not sure I'm the personality type to do it. I don't know. Jedi scum. Maybe someday. Maybe when I win the lottery, we'll go. Um, but our our trip with the, the split stay, I'm excited about because I, I really want to compare the value resorts because we're doing a value at Disney and then a value resort at Universal. So it's really going to be, I think, a good apples to apples comparison and see which is better. I already have a hunch as to which will be better. Oh, I think we know it's universal. Yeah, yeah I, I hate to say it. And it's tough right now because I like trying to get a room at Disney is next to impossible. I did not have an issue at all with Universal. I had my pick of whatever hotel I wanted. At Disney, um, I was actually not planning on doing value, but the moderate selection that I had available to me was fairly limited so i was Wait, like we were trying to get a moderate i was trying to get a moderate what and it just i well i wanted to do um port orleans the french quarter we stayed at riverside as a family uh several years ago but i wanted to do french quarter 
The only resort that's antebellum selfie. <laughs> that's the one. Um, there were a couple of, I can't even remember what the availability was off the top of my head because I booked this a couple of months ago. There were a couple of moderates available, but nothing, like we're a family of five. And so it would mean um, two rooms. And so just looking at my options, having to get two rooms and what was available just didn't budget wise. I was like, nope, nope, nope. It was very, very limited. And that's been a real problem with Disney hotels. You know, the nice part about Port Orleans is you could take the boat to Disney Springs. Right. Yeah, that is a nice park. Whereas Pop Century, you could walk to the Skyliner? Yeah, we have the Skyliner. And that's ultimately what sold me because there was also one of the All-Stars, as I recall, was available. And I was like, no, I don't really want to do an All-Star um, so I settled on Pop Century because I figured we could take the Skyliner. So that one is definite. A trip before June is in the works. I'm just not sure when. So we'll see. I'm trying to find somebody to go with me to do what I really, really want to do is have somebody go with me and do a side-by-side comparison of Genie Plus versus Standby. That seems like a brilliant idea. It does. And I cannot for the life of me get a single adult person to commit to a trip in the next month. So I'm <laughs> struggling. I'm going to make this happen, though, because I'm I'm determined to see what can be accomplished in standby versus gene, like a just same day direct comparison. So I like the idea. Yeah, it's but just it's just that an idea because you can't actually get <laughs> I a can't human get a human to commit to go with you to yeah to traveling with me next month. I know <sighs> someday I'll make friends. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, let's not get crazy. Okay, sorry. Right, now let's move on. Let's actually Does get that wrap up housekeeping. I think so. Let's get to the the actual the topic. AMA. So at hand, are you going to do another AMA episode after this? I think we should. Yeah. How do people submit? Where'd you get these questions from? So these are just questions that people have asked me recently. So I just grabbed some popular and recent questions and compiled them here. But if you guys like doing like a Q&A kind of session and there's stuff that you want me to talk about, um, you know, more at length on the podcast, I think I can I can throw together a form and put it in the show notes so you can just submit questions and then we can talk through them on the air. All right. Well, let's open let's uh, do it. our Q&A session here. And our first question is about Genie Plus. Oh, my oh. favorite. Can I use Genie Plus before I check in? Yes. What does that mean? Okay. So uh, there's a lot of confusion from people where they're like, do I have to have already checked into my resort in order to start reserving my Genie Plus selections? So I'm like on the bus just going bonkers? Well, you don't even have to be on the bus. Let's just say hypothetically that we tomorrow we're going to Disney World and we were going to head going to, the, to Disney World. Yeah. Oh, it, man. But we live in the Chicago area and we have to take a flight there. So in the morning, uh, when we get up, I can book at 7 a.m. Eastern time my Genie Plus selections from my house in Illinois and then get on the airplane and then in the evening use my Genie Plus selections when we're in the parks. So, like, if that's what you want to do, you can do that. You don't have to be checked into the hotel yet. You don't have to be on property yet. You can still make your selections before you even get to the park. So they really do know 
validation on here. It's not geofenced. Nope. It's, I don't have to be, we'd say, a registered user. I believe Disneyland, you have to be in the park. And that's how MaxPass at Disneyland used to work as well. Like, you couldn't make your selections until you had actually entered the park. That is not how Disney World works with Genie Plus. So if you are, like, driving to Disney and you're not going to be there at park opening, but you're going to be there later in the day, as long as it's 7 a.m. Eastern time, you can make that first selection on Genie Plus. It does. All right. So now that I know Genie Plus is basically a free-for-all, how many max (laughs) reservations can I have on it? I don't think there's a max number, but you, there's a two-hour window. So and the it, two hours start once the park opens. So, so I, what does that mean? So it's two hours after the park opens. So let's say the park opens at 8 a.m. So you make your first selection at 7 a.m. The park opens at 8 a.m. It's two hours after 8 a.m. So you couldn't make your next selection until 10 a.m. Okay. Does that make sense? So your first... So I just have... One select you can make your I have once a single selection available. Yes. And then the park opens and after park opening, then your two hour window starts. Can my selection does my selection have to be in that window? What do you mean? At seven AM, can I book a ride at three PM? Yes. Okay. Yes, you can. So it sounds like it's not checking for concurrency. No, and you can have overlapping times too. Uh-huh. Okay. So if you make your first selection for the afternoon and then your two-hour window goes by, like the parks have opened, your two-hour window's gone by, and you make your next selection. If your next selection's also in the afternoon and it's an overlapping time, it'll let you do it. So you can have overlapping times, and it won't try and kick you out. It won't try and change your time. So some people have been like, oh, I'm going to like stack the number that I have. I don't know that that's a great system um, unless you're not able to get to the parks until later. So like if you're traveling to Disney World... <laughs> You know, are you or you're taking a break like you go to the parks, then you head back and go to the pool for a while. Then from the pool, you can make selections that would work. But I wouldn't necessarily use like I'm going to try and stack every two hours. I don't know that that's a great use of Genie Plus necessarily. If I buy Park Hopper tickets Mm -hmm. in the before times, Park Hopper tickets just meant I could roam willy nilly, just bounce back and forth between parks if I wanted to. Correct. Now, in the new normal, how do park hopper tickets work? Okay, there is some confusion about this where people aren't sure, you know, am I able to hit more than two parks? You can still do more than two parks. The catch is you have to do it after 2 p.m. So if you buy a park hopper ticket, you have to make park reservations still. So let's say you buy a park hopper ticket and you go to Matt, you make a park reservation for Magic Kingdom, but you want to head over to Epcot later in the day. You can head over to Epcot. You have to first check into Magic Kingdom because that's where you have your first park reservation. So you have to go and scan into Magic Kingdom. You can't skip Magic Kingdom and just go straight to Epcot. You have to go to Magic Kingdom first. Um, and then once you scan into Magic Kingdom, you can go to Epcot anytime after 2 p.m. If you want to hit all four parks, you can, but you can't start hopping until 2 p.m. So you have to make a park reservation, just one, just for your first park. You have to scan into that park, and then you can hop after 2 p.m., and you can hop to whatever. And at that point, it's a free-for-all unless you know they've reached some sort of capacity, which almost never happens. So then at 2 p.m., then I could just, if I want to, or you can go wherever. from park to park yep. to park? Yep, you can hit all four parks after 2 p.m. Okay. 
yeah, just make sure you make that first park reservation. I think that's where it gets confusing as well. And you have to scan in. You can't be like, well, I made a park reservation just after 2. I'm not going to go. Just after 2 p.m. I'll go straight to Epcot. Nope. You still have to scan in at Magic Kingdom first. So it's annoying. Yes. For our strategy. Because <laughs> our strategy is you show up at you show up at park open, rope drop. Mm-hmm. And that's when there are the fewest people. Yeah. And people really don't start to it doesn't start to feel crowded until uh right around lunch. Close to lunch. Close like to lunch. 11, yeah. uh, you start to see people coming in and by noon it's happened. And then really like one thirty it hits peak and then it just sits there. Until right to like dinner time or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. And so being forced to stay until two. I know. Feel great. I, in the past, like we, you'd be like, all right, we got here at rope drop. It's too we crowded. Let's go somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, we're going to Epcot. We're going to Animal Kingdom. You know, where yeah. no one is. Yeah. I, I agree. I d- it takes away spontaneity. It takes away the ability to just like on the fly be like, you know what? This isn't working for my toddler. This isn't working for whatever. Let's go somewhere else. I really, really dislike it. And I don't see the advantage to the park. Like if we assume there's to hopping, you mean to l- restricting it? Oh, 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 yeah. If they're saying, hey, we, you, what's best for Disney World when they make these decisions? I don't see how this is what's best. Where previously, if a park was crowded, that would incentivize people to go, and you had park hopper tickets, that incentivized us to go elsewhere. Yeah. We would just jump to a different place. And so there was a natural crowd control built into it. It's really tough right now, and I really don't recommend park hopping um, just kind of in general. Like, or I, I should say don't Shocking. recommend the, the upgraded tickets, the park hopper tickets, just in general right now. Whereas previously, I was all about it. I, I don't think it's worth it with the 2 p.m. I don't like that there's that rule in place currently. And, you know, I'm an annual pass holder and I'm like, well, that it's just like one more thing that diminishes the value of the annual pass. And like you, I'm the only one in our family who has a pass. You guys don't. And the last several times we've gone, I have not purchased Park Hopper, which I used to always get Park Hopper for you guys when we would go. And I in June, I have not purchased your tickets yet, but I don't plan on getting Park Hopper unless something changes, if they just happen to change this rule. It's interesting because y- your customer lifetime value to them is extraordinary because you'll just keep coming back as a family for extended periods and stay on property. You should be in their their customer segment of like, this is our VIP customer. And I know an out-of-town pass holder. You would think that that would be, but I think they just lump all pass holders together and are like, Oh, you're a local, just an afternoon visit, which I'm sorry, you shouldn't dump on people who want to take an afternoon visit either. Those people are the word of mouth people. Those are the people on Instagram giving you free advertising. They should also love on those people. But yes, you're right. Like I'm going there and spending thousands on hotels multiple times a year. Um, so it, it does make me sad to feel like my annual pass has been diminished in that way. Shay Pick, are you listening? You done messed up, A.A. Ron! <laughs> I don't think he is. <laughs> You don't think? No, I don't think he is. Disney wah, wah. CEO Bob Chapek listens to is one of the tens of listeners. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think he is. All right, just a guess. Here's a hack. Uh huh. Can I trying to save a little cash here? Mm-hmm. Can I just ditch my car at Disney Springs and then take a bus to the parks? Ooh, they have really. This is a good question. They've really cracked down on people trying to get away with free parking. Like, really, really cracked down. Whereas previously, 
you would be like, oh, I'm like, I'm just going to park here, you know, at the hotel in the parking lot because I want to, you know, have lunch. Nope. They don't. They are very strict about it. And when you go in your car and check in because you have to drive through security and they stop you. And if you have a reservation, they'll look it up. They'll look it up. Now, we typically don't rent a car, um, but even just taking like an Uber or a Lyft, they still, they're like, nope, we need to check and make sure you have a reservation. So the security guards will check and make sure because they don't want you parking for free. It's the same with Disney Springs. Uh, You cannot park for free at Disney Springs and then just hop on a bus to the parks. First of all, they don't do uh, buses to the parks from Disney Springs, and it's for that reason. Uh, so if you are going to park at Disney Springs and try, you know, f- to get free parking to try and get to the parks, uh, you could do it. I first would ask yourself, what is your time worth? Because I don't know that it, it's worth it time wise. Yeah, how, how much money am I saving here? And then how long does it, would it take me to get from Disney Springs to? Yeah, it's, you know, 20 something bucks that you're saving. So you would have to take a bus to one of the. Um, resorts to get to the, and depending on which park you're trying to go to, you know, so like if you're trying to get to Magic Kingdom, okay, you could take a bus to the Contemporary and then walk, you know, it's like a five, 10 minute walk from Contemporary, but you'd have to wait for the bus and then take that walk to get over there and then do the same thing going back. Um, if you're trying to get to Animal Kingdom, you'd have to do bus to bus. So you'd have to like take a bus to Animal Kingdom Lodge and then take another bus to Animal Kingdom Park. So I don't, they don't have direct buses from Disney Springs to the parks. And save 20 bucks. Yeah, I really, I don't, your time is more valuable. Yeah, put it in perspective. It's not worth it. I know tens of you are listening and I don't know all (laughs) of you personally, but I promise you your time is valuable and worth more than that $20. So just, you know, shell out the 20 bucks and park your car at the parks or at a resort parking lot. All right. So I know in our upcoming trip, you have wildly disappointed me by not running DVC points. I'm sorry. Let's say if I were to rent DVC points, do I get the same perks that the DVC owners get? You get some of them. You do get some of them. So you get uh, free parking, that is a perk that you get. You also get, if it's happening over your stay, they do at the deluxe resorts, the extended evening hours um, at select parks, which is typically Magic Kingdom or Epcot. I think I've seen Hollywood Studios thrown in there like once or twice, but typically it's Magic Kingdom or Epcot. It's deluxe resorts only. They'll keep the park open until like midnight. So you're essentially like getting the park to yourself because there aren't that many people staying at the deluxe resort. So you got, you know. No, it's really, we've done this. It's really cool. Yeah. And, but this is free, which is nice. I mean, the deluxe resorts are expensive. So I use free very loosely. Free in air quotes. But DVC uh, resorts uh, are deluxe resorts. They're lumped in with the deluxe resorts. So you would get that perk as well, even if you're not a DVC owner. The perks that you wouldn't get, you wouldn't get any like DVC discounts. Um, that a DVC owner would get. And you don't get access to any of the DVC lounges. So like there's a DVC lounge um, in the contemporary where you can like watch fireworks and get food and stuff. There's one at Epcot, but like you don't have access to those. So don't you live. get <laughs> you get like the basic resort perks, um, but you don't get the DVC owner perks. 
So the extended hour one sounds pretty good. That one is really great. Um, yeah, that's the winner there. Yeah, if we end up doing a family trip over the holidays, I will make sure to rent DVC points. And I'll make sure that we get, I'll try and do it if I can time it right over one of the um, uh, extended hours for deluxe resorts. Oh, that's not always going on? It's only on select nights. So it's not like every night it happens. So oh, you, never yeah, mind. you have to look. You idiot. <laughs> so, but you would have to look at uh, the Disney website to find exact dates. So the answer is sort of. Yeah, most of them. Uh, Look, if you're doing anything other than getting the DV, renting DVC points and staying at Boardwalk, you messed up. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's what I've decided. All right. All right. That's the one right way to do it. <laughs> Can, and you need to be going over Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, for Christmas, I think we should do either Wilderness Lodge, because that one is beautiful and has all the right Christmas vibes. Can, does or it have they have a giant tree. Does it have the Skyliner? No, can no. But walk you, anywhere. you can take the uh, the ferry to Magic Kingdom. You're very close to Magic Kingdom. And or we might tolerate this. <laughs> this, I know you think this resort's beautiful, though. I do. Yeah. We have, so we've been there. We ate there. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. We uh, have not stayed there as a family, but I know that that's one that you are always. Every time we walk in there, you're like, "This resort's really cool. This resort's really cool." So uh, I think if we're going to stay there, the Christmas vibes are where it's at. I would stay there over Christmas or I know I know this one's not your thing, but Grand Floridian. Um, they have the gingerbread house. It's just I think that one also over the holidays is, a, like is a winner. 1940s bad decor. <laughs> it's like my grandma. And then it's packed. decorated it. <laughs> it's always packed with idiots like us. Oh. We're just like, oh, let's go look at the fancy hotel. I, that's we've done that. We're like, oh, let's go on the monorail, go sit. That's the that's the big one. And then you're just like wandering around in this packed lobby, like, oh wow, look at my that ceiling. God. Did you like record me talking? I wow, did, yeah. exactly like me on our last family trip. When someone says this is the flagship Disney World hotel, there really is no amount of grandeur they could come up with that could live up to that expectation like they're just doomed to fail for beginning they should just never make the claim that there's a flagship hotel i always am like let's go and take a look at it and every time i'm like why is it so busy like i don't know the answer because my you are traffic <laughs> my <laughs> that's why my favorite though was when we went over i can't remember what year it was but it was like over the christmas holiday and we were like, yeah, we'll go and look at the gingerbread house. But it was like 2 p.m. peak, you know, human being traffic everywhere and, you know, 90 degrees. And we're like shoulder to shoulder with everybody. And I was like, why is it so busy? Like, I don't do this for a living. Like, I was just so offended that I couldn't get a nice picture of the gingerbread house. Me in the line of like 400 people behind me trying to get the exact same picture. Yeah. I mean, who wants that for their hotel? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not like you're sleeping in the lobby. I still have to go it in is and a out. Huge... Of the, the whole, you paid the money to have that lobby experience, especially if you're there at Christmas. You shush your face. I'm staying there. It's happening. You'll be doing it <laughs> with your imaginary friend. Oh, aw. Burn. Do you need water for that burn? I think the expression is, do you need ice for that burn? 
Someday I'll have friends. You know, we need a little, after that nonsense, we need a little pick-me-up. Do we, though? So, final question here. Okay. Thank God. Can more than one person in my group reserve Genie Plus lightning lanes? Oh, yeah. Actually, I think that's... What are they talking about? (laughs) Okay. Wow. Uh, Yes. Actually, I think it's a good idea to have more than one person do it. So... What they're referring to is making your ride selection. So you've purchased Genie Plus. Now, I think you're... Don't they just have their spouse, partner, (laughs) do it for them? That's how it works for me. Yeah. You're just like how the underpants fairy magically puts your clean underpants. I love the underpants fairy. You're like, I wear them and throw them in the hamper. And then the underpants fairy cleans them and folds them and puts them away for me. I know. It's like magic. You live in the magical universe... And I'm so happy for you. Not everybody lives in that same magical universe. I only have one thing to say to that. Dumbledore! Dumbledore is not the underpants fairy and will not be making your Genie Plus selections for you. So, for normal human beings who don't just rely on their weird Disney spouse like you, I would suggest you both log in to My Disney Experience. To try and grab, and this is—I mean, if if it's low stakes, you don't See, have I would to do this. I just hand you my phone, and then you could double fist it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know that that's a great idea, but if everybody has accounts, everybody's linked, everybody's ready to go. Um, if you and I would really only do this if you have something that's high priority. So the stuff that sells out very quickly, um, like Slinky Dog or. Um, Rise of the Resistance, you know, something that you're like, this is a priority. This is what we really want to do. Seven Dwarves Mind Train. So whether you're buying individual rides or doing Genie Plus, if it's high priority, both of you get on your phone at that the time that it opens up and try doing it. It'll only let one of you reserve that ride. All right. So I've spent thousands of dollars on my luxury premium once in a lifetime VIP vacation. And at six fifty nine and fifty eight seconds, I'm surrounded you, by mobile devices. High anxiety, refreshing them in yes. the cab on the way to the airport, mm-hmm. just so I could try and ride a fifty second roller coaster Correct. shaped like a dog. Yes, huh? Worth it. Okay. Yeah, it's really it's high stress, and this is another reason why I'm not a huge fan of Genie Plus. Is just the stress involved in it, um, but you know. I get it. Not everybody goes as often as we do. And so if this is like your once in a lifetime thing and you're like, no, I, I want to pay the upgrades just to make sure that I can get everything that you I want to do. Value. Yeah, I don't like I'm not here to, you know, dump on anybody who wants to do that because I totally get it. I am privileged where I get to go all the time. Not everybody is as lucky. Well, I think so, the point is that I, I wish Disney would be could be more empathetic to that experience i agree i also wish for that um but yeah i i think if it's something high priority yes more than one person just make sure you each have your own account don't try and like log in under the same username log into your own account each of you and just you know whoever's faster just try and get the ride that you're trying to get it won't let you both book you know slinky dog or you know whatever ride you're trying to get um, now, should but, I you, use, but you can both try. Should I use the park's Wi-Fi? Should I use cellular data? Uh, What's the I strategy? think typically... Should I bring my own hotspot? Typically, I've found cellular data to be better than Wi-Fi. 
But I think it just it depends on like what resort you're in or where you're at at the park. But I I personally would go with cell data because the wife the Disney Wi-Fi could be spotty and everybody's up and using it at the exact same time as you trying to get the exact same ride as you. So, you know, why mess with that? Just use your cell data. I'm going to start running speed tests the next time I'm there. Oh, you should. Yeah, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. And do it like at the different times. Like do it at the peak time, run the speed test. Yeah. And also run it against LTE. Yeah, yeah. Right at 7 a.m. when everybody's on or like 6.58 when everybody starts refreshing. Now, I should say when I asked people on Instagram, I was like, tell me your positive. Like, does anybody have positive stories? I did get quite a few. I will say the majority were negative. The majority <laughs> of people were like, nope, it's a dumpster fire and I hate it. But I did get several positive. And I will say the overall of the people who said it was positive, the majority of them, almost all of them, in fact, said they got five to six rides. And that those were people who were like, it was a great success. I got five to six rides using Ooh, it. So I think that's... Uh, a, a good thing to keep in mind. So Disney's saying expect two to three rides. People who were like, this was a huge success and it worked well for me because I planned ahead and knew what I was doing. Five to six rides. Yeah, so I think you, you just, have to ask you yourself. You don't want to be learning on the job uh, with this. Several people had came back and said like, we had it all five days and the first several days were a nightmare. But by day five, we had figured it out and knew how to do it and knew how to work the system. But you have to ask yourself, like, all right, is $15 per person per day worth it for two to six rides? And then you just, like, you have to decide that yourself because that's, you're probably not going to get more than that. Like, these are people who are like, this was a great success. I got five rides. So I think that's what you need to ask yourself. And what's my alternative? Is I just go stand in line? Stand by. Yeah. Stand by. See, that's why you need to do the comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Someday I'll make and friends. it can't be, like... But, you know, you doing it back to back. It has to be. No, it has to be same. same Yeah, it has to be same day. It has to be same day. I will convince somebody to go in the next month with me. I'm determined. So far, everybody's like, I can't. I've got kids. I'm like, Uh, call to action. Where should people go from here? If you want to check out stuff on any of the topics we discussed on Genie Plus, transportation, parking, resorts, all that kind of stuff, I will put a whole bunch of links in the show notes, uh, we talked about applying for a trip report. We'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, any Q&A questions? If you thought this was fun and interesting, if there's a topic you want me to discuss uh, at more length on the podcast, I will put a link in there as well and you could submit it. Otherwise, I typically grab questions just from stuff people ask me through email or on the socials. So Fabulous. Yeah, I think that is it. All right, so I have a trip report coming up very soon. I think that'll probably be my next episode, you know, unless they drop out because people do drop out. Um, Yeah, until next time, I will see you guys in the parks.